the things that you have struggled with in life, the things you've had to like persevere or heal or really expand on, like those are usually directly linked to your soul service and how other people want to receive from you and how your soul contracted to be here as well. Spirituality gets a lot of side eye these days. And admittedly, some of it is pretty well-deserved. Things can feel a little bit floaty, a little bit out there, and more than a little weird. But I promise, it's not that crazy. It just needs to feel a little more human. And that, my friends, is why I'm here. I'm your host, Caitlin, and my goal is to take the super woo and bring it back down to planet Earth. Whether you're spiritually curious, spiritually closeted, or just a spiritual seeker who's itching to take things a little less seriously, there's something here for you. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. Hello again, my friends. What is up? How are you doing? Hope you're having a good day, a good night, whatever time it is when you're tuning in. And as always, I'm so glad that you're here. I appreciate you so, so much, whether it's your first time or whether it's your very much not first time. I am just happy to have you and grateful that you found me and are tuning in. Just a couple of quick announcements for you before we dive into the episode with today's guest, Chelsea. Wanted to just remind you, I mentioned this before last week's show as well, but I am now offering a really exciting HD immersion. So what this is, is a three-week basically intro to your human design. This is kind of the bare bones of what you need to know without all of the extra information and all of the labels and all of that kind of stuff, unless you want to go into that, which we absolutely can. But what this is really aimed at supporting you in is really taking the top three most important things to know as you're first starting to work with your human design and how to actually embody them in your day to day without getting too deep into the information with human design and even with astrology, you know, a lot of these tools, it can feel very heady at times. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of interpretation. It's a lot of putting pieces together. And I totally get that not everybody's interested in that, but human design in particular, I think is so, so deeply impactful and like profound in the actual embodiment of it, the changes that it can create in your life, the ease that it can bring to your life in decision-making and just feeling more like relaxed and fulfilled and excited by your day. It's an incredible tool. So in order to make this, you know, more accessible to everyone, not just the people who are super into the woo, I have really focused on telling you everything that you need to know without all the extra stuff. We can totally get deep into the woo if you want to, but we totally don't have to. This is focused on what does it actually mean to be these different aspects of your chart? How do, I, how do you embody those in your day-to-day? And especially time to really dive into what this looks like for your life now. Because even when you're starting to experiment with all these, because human design really is an experiment, it can be challenging to figure out how to actually start to utilize some of these different aspects while there are challenges presented by your day-to-day life. So perhaps, you know, your your work, your nine to five job is a little bit contrary or feels a little bit contrary to how you are, you know, quote unquote, most aligned to work within your day-to-day. So how do we actually make that work for you without actually changing your job? Because that's not always possible right away. So three weeks, the three most important when you're starting out, we'll talk about your energy type, your profile, and your authority, 
how to action on all of those in simple human grounded terms. So if you have any questions about that or if you want more information or if you are interested in grabbing that, you can reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is in the show notes as always. So I just wanted to remind you of that before we jump into the show. And one other thing I wanted to chat about really, really quickly before we dive into the interview is this idea of channeling. So Chelsea herself is an intuitive channel. She is a coach and you'll hear her and I guess both of us talk about this idea of channeling um, a number of times throughout the episode. And I want to just kind of clarify what this is for those of you who may not be familiar and also present a kind of different way of looking at it. So channeling, you can think about this in terms of channeling really energies, entities, um, beings, if you will. So you can channel, you know, ascended masters or gods and goddesses or spirit guides or angels or really whoever. If you think that's a little bit out there, totally okay. I wanted to offer this as an alternative. So when you're talking about channeling, yes, it can be one of these, for lack of a better term, larger than life entities. There are channeled texts from a lot of these entities, even channeled um, methodologies, you know, human design was channeled, all the things. But if that feels a little bit ungrounded or inaccessible to you, I wanted to just offer the idea of channeling your own information and your higher self. And what do I mean by your higher self? So your higher self is essentially the part of you that is without ego. It's the one without the attachments and all of the woundings and all of these sorts of things that kind of tie you down into judgments and labels and unhealthy patterns and all of that sort of thing, the ego judgments. So it's the part of you who is completely unattached from all of that. And you can channel information from this version of you who exists as a part of you right now. It doesn't necessarily have to be thought of as something outside of you. It's just you. And when you're talking about channeling, it's just stepping aside from your ego, stepping aside from all of those attachments and the thoughts and the judgments and all of that sort of thing, and allowing this kind of pure information, this pure loving part of you to send information through. That's the same idea for channeling, you know, one of these other beings. It's you stepping aside and allowing this being to come through and, you know, speak through you or write through you, anything like that. But like I said, in case that idea of channeling something that is not you feels a little too maybe bananas for you, totally get it. You can think of it as just channeling you, that pure loving part of you. Because I still think that there is a ton of value in this episode, even if that does feel, like I said, a little bit um, inaccessible or a little bit out there for you. And like I've said probably three times at this point, I totally get it if it does. Um, this We also talk about, you know, really activating your voice and your pure expression, especially as feminine beings, as women, or even if you are not female, but you identify as having a lot of feminine essence or feminine energy within you. When we talk about energy polarities, we're not necessarily talking about, you know, your gender or anything like that. It's just kind of the quality of the energy that that dominates within you. Yeah. And we talk about how to get out of your own way and a little bit about the healing journeys. We talk a little bit about how as healers and guides, we are the ones who go through all of the shit <laughs> first and most intensely. So that's kind of how we kick off the episode and lots more than that. So without further ado, I will let you get into the episode with Chelsea and I will see you on the other side. Without further ado, hello. <laughs> Welcome Hi. to the podcast. So excited <laughs> to have you. So 
basically how I like to start. We'll just dive in. I have two questions for everybody as we get started. So first one is, what is something that you are just really loving lately? This could be something physical, like a book, a crystal, anything, or, you know, a practice, anything. Actually, I've been like really vibing with I'm naturally very much of like that hermit energy. I'm a two, four in human design. So it comes a little bit from that, but I have a space in and around my place. It's like, it's just a golf course. And I go there at night. I'm not sure if I'm actually allowed to be on it at (laughs) night, but it's okay. Rebel life. So I go there at night and I just like lay out a blanket and look up at the stars and like, look at the moon. And there's like bats swinging down on me and it's just a really cool place to like meditate and receive intuitive information and just like find my stillness and like be within myself so I know that's not like an external thing but yeah just like finding those sacred places I love that I really love that anywhere that I can go that's (laughs) off the grid that I can just camp out and especially stars like I just I feel like after living in LA for so long, never seeing stars, I'm like, oh my God, these are so magical. So <laughs> right. I totally I so that. agree. And then second question is what's something that you're really, really fired up about right now? Ooh, I'm definitely really fired up about my new mastermind. Um, it's all about like liberated feminine expression and in that in itself, just like being within your true self and like finding this like fire within you and also speaking truthfully and boldly in your life. And so that's something I'm really fired up about because I'm going through the initiation right now, but I think it's also so needed right now in society because that's like the one thing that's being suppressed the most is our voice and our throat chakra. And so it feels very rebelistic to me, but also like so dialed into my dharma. And so, yeah, that's something recently that I've just really been focused on and super excited about. I love that. I mean, it is so needed. It's something that I feel like so many women, if not all women can relate to just not feeling fully expressed, not feeling safe enough to express. Um, That was definitely a huge part of my story too. And just being here and speaking on the podcast, I feel like is is just proof to myself how far I've come. And it's so funny that you say that about the initiations too, because I was just having a conversation with a group of women yesterday about like, when we, you know, go to launch these programs or open the doors for things, it's always like, you're going to go through it first, but like probably 10 times as hard as your clients will, which is like so humbling and puts you in the space where you can truly empathize with their experience and what they're going through. Um, so of course, no coincidences that I was just talking about that. Totally. Yeah. This is definitely like the strongest initiation that I've ever had. And it's, it's so it's cool because it's like, sometimes we make these programs or we like put out our service or however we want to show up in the world. And we're thinking that it's like to serve other people, which 100% it is, but those initiations I find like come back to you. And it's like, this was strictly for myself and like for my own healing and expansion. Like even if no one ever invested in it, like I would be happy with the amount of like energy and codes and things that I've released. So yeah, such a cool journey that entrepreneurship really is. Yeah. Well, and that's a beautiful perspective too. I think 
I think it speaks to the type of healer guide because I mean I totally agree with you everything spot on you know I feel the same with my journey but it, it speaks to the type of healer guide um, teacher you know whatever label you want to put on yourself that you are that I am really being in integrity with the thing that we're teaching um, because what I was reflecting on in the conversation yesterday and I've kind of been reflecting on as I've been going through this whole thing of my own is it it's really us being sure that we're walking our walk and talking our talk. Um, it's really making sure that we are fully embodying what we're teaching and what we're speaking on. And, and that's not true of, you know, every teacher, whether it's in spirituality, whether it's in any other industry, really, it, you know, there is so much that has been out of integrity. So I just feel like it really speaks to, I mean, I, I feel like this is the mm -hmm. only way of, of putting it really is it speaks to the integrity that, you know, you are actually working with the thing that you are teaching. So, so you're not just like sitting on a mountaintop being like, do this thing and you'll receive, you know, enlightenment or love or abundance or whatever it is. You're like, no, I've, I've been through it too. And I'm going to walk with you. Yeah. That's such a key point is like having that embodiment within yourself, because it's, it's one thing to be able to like give someone content or like lead someone through it. But there's also like that energy exchange of the keys and the codes and just that embodiment that's like naturally sent to the people who invest in it so that they can like calibrate up into you. And so it becomes this whole different level of service and has so much more power around it than just kind of like throwing together lessons or a program of like what you think. And I think that's like the journey of it as well as understanding like the things that you have struggled with in life, the things that have, you've had to like persevere or heal or really expand on, like those are usually directly linked to your soul service and how other people want to receive from you and how your soul contracted to be here as well. And following that is really how you get an embodiment of what you're serving instead of just doing whatever. Yeah. It creates a level of safety. I think when, when people are in the energy of someone who has legitimately been through what they say they're teaching on rather than just teaching on a thing because they know a thing and read it in a book, that sort of thing. Just said thing about 70 times, but, <laughs> but I think this is a perfect segue to talking about, you know, the things that you go through in life that bring you to this point of really, you know, embodied guiding or embodied teaching, healing, whatever it is. Um, so I would love to rewind a little bit and hear kind of back in the day what you went through. And, you know, even when I met you, um, Vag Probs coach, which is so fun <laughs> to think back on. It seriously seems like lifetimes ago, but it that was really like does. a year ago. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, I've had quite the journey. Um, I would say I don't, I don't even know timelines anymore, but I think it was a few years ago. I, um, which is really common for star seed people, but I really struggled with my health and very much hit a rock bottom with my physical body, but also my mental body. So I was really struggling with, it kind of started out with all of the badge probs as in like pain during sex, um, yeast infections, irregular periods, a loss of my period, you know, a loss of weight, 
Um, and it just kind of like cascaded from there and just spiraled down really in terms of like going into depression and anxiety and panic attacks. And it became to the point where there was just too many symptoms to name because they were all just building on each other. And I didn't know how to help myself. Um, and yeah, I wasn't really, I guess I would say awakened at that point. Like I was very much still more in that conventional mindset of like, here are the doctors, like I go here and that, you know, only led me so far and kind of made me really frustrated because it wasn't, it wasn't what I needed. And so then that's what really opened me up into the holistic realm. And first of all, that was nutrition. And so that was kind of like my gateway into the holistic, like spiritual place in a sense. So that like nutrition in itself really helped me, but then that led to meditation. And then I started like randomly, like visualizing myself, like getting better. And like, at that point, I don't even think I heard of anyone doing that. I was probably just being like intuitively <laughs> led. And I was like, so desperate too. I was like, I'll fucking do anything. Like you tell me anything, I'll take it. Like I was so open to everything. Um, and that's when I started to have like my first like Reiki sessions and things like that. And it, it just opened up from there. And so, yeah, I eventually healed from all of those things and like reverse symptoms and diagnosis and, and things like that completely naturally. And that impacted me in, in such a huge way that I, I wanted to take holistic nutrition, um, and help other women specifically dealing with those symptoms. And so for a while there, I was more of like a health coach and nutrition and focused on women's health and badge props and things like that. <laughs> I still love so, that label. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. The best Instagram handle ever. <laughs> I mean, so many parallels to my journey as well. It started out with, you know, the physical health symptoms, certainly not the same, but, you know, led me to holistic nutrition, led me to eventually wanting to teach it. But somewhere between there, there was getting into the spiritual, you know, side of things too, because it's like this point of desperation that you will, like you were saying, literally do anything. It's like, I just want to feel better. That's why I think, I mean, so many of us go through literally the physical path. And it, certainly there's other ways that you can get knocked into all this, you know, perhaps like dissatisfaction in career or really, you know, toxic relationships or, or whatever it may be. There's plenty of ways to get into this space. But I think part of what makes um, the health journey so powerful for people is that like you're so fucking uncomfortable in your body that you're like, I can't like I literally can't do this. Like I will I will literally do anything as weird as it sounds. I will try it because I just want to feel good in my body again. Like I want it to not hurt when I eat. <laughs> I kind of saw that as my journey as well. It, it seemed like, and I, I typically see this with people too. It's like, first they really focus on their physical body. There's something that maybe goes wrong and then they open that up and then maybe they hit like a little bit of a, a roadblock or like a plateau. So then they go into the mindset, inner work stuff and the trauma healing. And then that's what opens up the intuitive realm. And then they go through the spiritual stuff. Like 
it's all kind of meshed together and it's all very intertwined, but I kind of find that it's like physical, mental, spiritual. And then you realize that you're just this like multidimensional being that (laughs) has to pay attention to all of the things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly my feeling around it too, is they are so tightly interwoven that you can't do just one or just two, or even I see kind of like four pillars to it. So there's the physical, the mental, you know, mindset, there's the, you know, emotional piece to it, kind of that side of the energy. And then there's the actual like energetics. I I kind of see them as different pillars um, of like, how is your environment? How are your relationships? Like that sort of energetic exchange. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of my path as well as I started with the nutrition. Then I started to go to the mindset and then I started to do more of the spiritual and the woo woo and all the things. And then like that still got me to a plateau. And it wasn't until I started really honoring the pull of my intuition, if you will. And and I speak about it often in terms of your you know authority in human design, because that's so something that is just core to what I do. But it wasn't until I started trusting my authority, really, and following my intuition, if you will, you know, um, that things actually fully healed. Like I look at myself six months ago, even, and my entire face has changed. My entire body is different. When I started honoring the pings, the big one for me was was moving and starting on this nomad adventure. It's like, that is what finally, you know, it wasn't the tweaks to the diet. It wasn't the tweaks to, I mean, it was all of that. Sure. But I was still dealing with stuff and I, it kept going no matter what I did. I was still having to sleep so much. I was still having to like basically not work out and all the things that I love to do um, until I moved. And then it was like a light bulb, like night and day different. So yeah, they, they really mm-hmm. are so closely interwoven and it honestly frustrates me a little bit when people are teaching on like just one or just two, cause I'm like, that doesn't work. <laughs> like you really have yeah. to bring it all together. Yeah. I love that. And I kind of want to like bring that into as well, just like we as society were, we're taught to be very like dependent or just like looking for answers on the outside of like, you know, like even, even with health coaches, even with like um, amazing coaches, it's like, are you being like told what to do or are you being guided back to your own inner guidance? And this is really important because so much of this year and the fall and the past year is like reclaiming our, the power that we've given away to the external in so many different aspects, but if you're giving your power away in in someone else to tell you what to do for health, for mental, for even your spiritual development, then you're not truly living in your own empowerment and in your own sovereignty. And so, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's like following your intuition because that's, that's the guide. Like it's, your soul knows where you need to go. It's just like tapping into that and, and following it, even if it's, basically even opposite of what your mind is trying to tell you to do which it usually is <laughs> um and i think it's it's so funny i was just kind of thinking as you were reflecting all all that that's one of the most frustrating things i think that you can hear is like well what is what is your intuition telling you or like did you ask yourself it's like i don't want to ask myself i just want the answer i've had that that experience so many times in in kind of my healing awakening whatever you want to call it journey um so just so funny because that's the last place we want to look but it's the one place that that has the most truth for you Mm -hmm. um so I would love to kind of 
touch on your journey a bit more of, you know, kind of waking up to your own answers in a sense and really learning to trust yourself and and what that part of your journey looked like because almost even the transition of your your business too like being so focused on the physical and and what kind of the journey was what the hiccups were along that way to oh no I have to look at these other levels and kind of what those other levels were what all that looked like yeah I feel like I've always again like I'm I'm a rebel so I've always been one to just like see big opportunities and just fucking take the leap and like, just do it. Um, and I also, I think I have like a big, a deep connection of, of that knowing of like, I know when I'm not supposed to be doing something anymore or when the universe is asking me, like everyone knows it. Um, but I think just going through like past experiences and being taken so deep really allowed me to like come back to myself and, and just trust of like, if I can get through that and I was guided out of that, like it won't be any different in, in the future. So yeah. Yeah. We'd love to dig into the process that you kind of went through in going or being forced perhaps to go inward and what that really looked like, because transitioning from the and I think what I'm trying to get at here is like the almost like that last energetic piece that you had to really look into that helped you feel fully like online or fully um, healed if you will there's kind of this energetic piece that I think I I'm trying to get people to understand like the listeners you can look at all of the things you can look at the mindset you can look at the um health you can look at the even if you get into the spiritual side of things and you you explore meditation and the connection and all the things but there's sometimes often i would argue that there's this missing piece the really energetic piece of oh i didn't look here i didn't look at this trauma i wasn't honoring myself in this way um and so what that kind of looked like for you to to kind of underscore why that last little energetic component is so important i think a lot of it comes back to trust and Yeah, because there was definitely a time where, you know, I wasn't awakened enough to, like, I honestly thought I had no trauma. Like, I was just like, oh, like, I don't know, like, my parents got divorced one time, like, I guess going through the health stuff was kind of traumatic. Um, But it kind of just slowly opened up. And one of the biggest things that I definitely um, encourage my clients to do is like, like have this basically like a dialect with yourself and just like this openness to being able to see the truth. And so even in my meditations, if I know that there's like something blocking me, but it's like, my mind isn't showing me it. And I know it's the key to my next level. I'll literally just sit and just say, like, give me the courage, give me the bravery to see the truth of what I need to see. Like, what is it that I need to see right now that's hiding? Like, please show me it. Please bring it up to me in my life. And then either being conscious enough to just see the signs um, outwards of you of like, what's, what's coming up or hearing the voice within you of like, this is like the energy within you, or this is the certain trauma or, 
um, experience that needs to be looked at and just slowly having this openness within yourself of like, I want to heal. I want to expand. I want to get to certain places in my life. And even if they don't seem connected, say if you have a business goal, but then you're not looking at the trauma or whatever it is, those are intertwined. And so allowing yourself to say like, I know where I want to go and I'm trusting in myself enough to see the truth of the energy within me that I need to release in order to get to that place. Yeah. I, it's really beautiful what you're saying about, um, give me the courage to look at this. It's because I feel like that's one thing that we don't often do is, is trust in ourselves enough, not just trust the feedback that we're given, but like that we can handle it and like that it can come up in a way that doesn't have to be overwhelming. And, you know, sometimes it's definitely going to like hit you over the head with a baseball bat, but sometimes you can ask for it in a gentle way. And like the grace, I think that comes with that question of I'm, I'm open to it. Like, just show it to me almost humbling yourself in a way to um, sit back and, and be be guided and be given because we so, perhaps it's conditioning, like we so want to force our way forward and, and have all the answers and make it make sense, but it's not always going to make sense. And I think it's a really important point too, that all of it's connected again, like this theme of like, it's not just your body or it's not just your mind or it's not just your emotions. It's all of it working together. Same for every area of your life. It's not just your business and that everything within your business is contained there. It's not just your, you know, relationships and everything. Like all of them are intertwined and and we often don't look in the other areas. And I think often too, it's the area that we would least expect to be affecting the other area. That's actually where we need to look. Um, this has definitely yeah. been a big lesson of mine lately is, is look over here and we don't always know where to look unless we ask. Um, mm -hmm. So how do you help coach people to trust? Because I think that's one area that is really hard. We're very conditioned to trust things outside of ourselves rather than what we're given. And I think too, when you're getting into the, you know, intuitive space and, and receiving information that kind of feels like it's coming from your own head. And like, at the end of the day, who cares where it's actually coming from? If you believe it's coming from you or believe it's coming from source or whatever, like, I don't think that matters too much, but it's, it's hard to distinguish like your mind thought versus this intuitive thought, wherever it's coming from. So how do you kind of help people trust themselves, trust the information that they're receiving? I think it's like a slow unraveling for sure. But I think that a lot of people are a lot more connected than they think. And what I would say is like finding the patterns in how like intuitive, um, like pings or messages come through for you. So those could be a lot different for everyone else, but really focusing on those ones. Um, and then also like finding your flow state as well. Like if you think about where you seem to get all of this information dropped into you, or you seem to find the most ease or flow in your life, and it seems like your mind has kind of stepped aside and you're just like naturally doing this, this could even be like in sports. Like some people are very just like they're in their flow state. They're, they're not even thinking about the steps that they're taking. They're just like kicking ass with it. Or, um, you know, in 
in writing, in poetry, in dance, like where are, where is your expression and where is your expression that ultimately brings back that intuitive message that just seems so simple. It just came through really quickly. It's easy. That's probably you channeling an energy into your body and through that. And so finding those states where you're most dropped into your body and you're out of your mind and everything's just easy and it's just flowing. I find that that's like, you know, a really good sign that you're just like, channeling information you're channeling energy um and any kind of messages and things like that so it shouldn't be from a forceful place and it shouldn't be from this place where you feel like you need to find it it's just something that comes to you and it clicks and it lands for you and it feels resonant and it 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 helps you it serves others maybe I would say finding those and just trusting that that's how it comes through for you. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a natural building. Like there's even times where I'm like, are you sure that that's the message? Or like, are you sure that that's, and like, there's always going to be, there's always going to be there those times. Like I've seen like spirits before. And even to this day, I'm like, am I sure I saw that? I'm like, yeah, I fucking (laughs) saw that. Like, there's always going to be this like back and forth between it, but like, you know, in your heart and, you know, there might be a time in the beginning where you're like questioning it, but just always fall back on your heart. Like, okay, maybe I don't know for sure, but I'm going to play with the idea that I do know. And I believe that to be true. Yeah. It reminds me of um, something in my previous episode with Dr. Robin McKay, who's incredible. Um, like stop making yourself wrong for having this experience. Like it's a thing that happened. Like, okay, what do we do now? We can play with it. We can, yeah, it's it, and and stop making other people wrong too for having their experience. Um, so I love that. That made me think of that. And um, I, I think it's funny. Like my flow state is in my car. <laughs> like when yeah. I'm driving, it's so yeah. funny. I think, and I think part of what it is is my logical brain has something to do. Like I'm focusing on the road, I'm driving it. It's very, you know, natural. I've been driving for however many years at this point. And so I'm just like open to receive like, la-di-da. I'm like voice noting every like three minutes. It's so fun. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just a funny one. But I think it's interesting too, in what you were saying, there's there's a piece that kind of came through for me around like, yeah, your mind is going to like to doubt things. That's what your mind loves to do. It loves to question. It loves to, you know, are you sure? Do you, do you really think? And, and I think the simplicity, too, of the message often is what causes people to be like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> you just said love. Like, is there more? Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> um, what I think can help, like a, like a tangible tool to latch onto and what kind of helped me is being able to drop into your body and trust the, like, feeling that that thing gives you in your body because and I, and I think you know meditation or some sort of activity that quiets you and lets you understand you know what is your thought versus what is um kind of a, a download or whatever you want to label it and then feeling how those feel in your body differently and, and this is going to look different for everyone but I I can very much feel into what is my thought? Where does that happen in my brain versus where does this information that's kind of dropped in, where does that land? It lands differently for me. And I feel different in my body when, when those things are happening. So really getting in touch with 
the feeling of things. And I think there's a lot that kind of goes into this too, regulating your nervous system and, and all the things. So you actually can tell with clarity and with certainty what that certain feeling is. But even in what you were saying, you you kind of touched on that, um, that it's the resonance AKA like the feeling, but in simple terms of yeah. that thought of that download of that inspiration in your body that, that tells you like, yes, I can trust this versus no, this is just my mind spinning a story. Um, so I just wanted to kind of like underscore that for people mm -hmm. too. It's, it's, it's that distinction between the feeling, um, yeah. that I think helps you. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like your intuition, your heart it's never going to hold a frequency of fear or doubt or worry or like any kind of like waiver. It's going to come in, in a very like clear, fast, like landed confident place. And it's going to be from love as well. Um, something I want to say as well, that has helped me is like, sometimes when I really need to, this kind of goes along with like, having the willingness to see the truth of like what traumas are meant to come up, be healed and, and things like that is like in meditation, just like tuning into your third eye and literally asking your consciousness to step aside, like for your mind to step aside and then dropping, um, your, I'm, yeah, I'm using those intertwinely, but dropping your consciousness into your heart like literally visualizing it going from your mind and dropping into your heart, that can be really helpful for just allowing you to see more of your truth and channel and things too. But yeah, if I'm having a hard time in meditation for me, um, I think this is pretty regular for, for everyone, but getting into your body. So it's like a lot of people get a lot of downloads when they're walking when they're sometimes I'll just do yoga or I'll stretch. Or if I'm writing content for Instagram, like I'm standing up, like I'm moving around. I might like walk back and forth between every sentence, like getting into my body, like breathing. And as well, going into meditation when you sit down, like, are you just immediately starting to visualize and starting to ask for information? Or are you getting into your body. So for me, I'm doing like exaggerated breathing into my heart space to draw my energy and my consciousness to my heart space and really grounding and dropping into my body, into the earth first, or even circulating my creative energy, my sexual energy from my sacrum and going up and down and moving into the body so that that information cannot only be more clear and come in, but it can actually land into your body and into the physical world so that you can actually like channel it through. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm glad that you kind of explained it in that way, because I think that that's something that is kind of misunderstood. And perhaps the way it has been done in spirituality for a long time is like, I need to just go way up here. I need to go into the clouds and I just need to be like floating in this astral being and like, ah, screw my body, like whatever. But it's always seemed the opposite for me. Like the more grounded I am, the more embodied I am, the more human I am, the more connected I am. Like that's the point. If we were meant to be up in the clouds as spirits, we would be up there floating around. But the point is to be in our human, to 
you know, fulfill our purpose, to express what we're here to express. And like the more you can in a conscious way, I think is important, you know, connect to your human, not just like flail around, like, (laughs) you know, like unconscious, whatever that means. But that's that's when everything really does kind of unlock and come online and you get clarity and you get um I think the integrity piece too comes through if you're just up here it's not always necessarily can't come through in a way that makes sense for people but if you're if you're really connected to your human and if you're really here on planet earth and you're connecting like then okay now we can do something like now we can make the change like now we can actually fulfill the mission if you will yeah 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 totally and I want to circle that back to what we were talking about before of like this step-by-step journey of like physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, I find when you get to the spiritual place, for sure, for me, it's like not letting it lead to this like dissociation or disconnection from your body. It's like fulfilling the entire circle and cycle back to, okay, how now do I connect my spirituality back into my body? And that is true embodiment. Like that completes the cycle of it. So it's like, yeah, dropping into your like multi-dimensional self of like, how can I live like a human life, but also channel higher dimensional information and allow myself to receive that while being in my body. Yeah. It's like, you're all of the things, but none of the things at the same time. It's kind of a trip, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad you circled it back there too. Cause it's like, I really think the purpose behind a lot of these health issues that we go through is because we almost go through these different or or we can, I guess, different levels of dissociation. So it's first like the pain, the trauma, like I'm just not here and I'm not clear and present in my body with my human. And um, even the little traumas, like the things that just like knock us out of our body and and we're holding on to that. We're not taught to process that. And I think that's part of the experience is to learn to, to process and handle all of these things. But we dissociate from the physical, from the body so much because we're holding on to so much pain. Um, and then the health issues kind of come to like knock us back. Like, no, the point is not to be out there. It's to be in your body. And so that helps us get back in here. Then we have to go on the journey, exactly like you said, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. But I think for some people, it feels so good to kind of reclaim that aspect of yourself like the spiritual being portion of it that you dissociate on that end of the spectrum as well and you are so like the human thing is hard and it's um, frustrating and it's challenging and all the things it feels so good to be this floaty you know light being that people want to stay up there but again that's not the point and that equally I think can cause disconnection in different ways and and pain, depression, trauma, whatever it is. And so it's finding the balance. You know, maybe you have to go to both of those extremes before you can find the balance. Maybe you you lock it in here and, and you're good to go. But I think it's just interesting to note that that it happens on both ends. And really the point is to harmonize all those aspects of yourself and just be here, connect with all of them, play with all of them, but really just be this consciousness that happens to be in a body that happens to be on a floating rock in space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love that so much. It's like bringing it all together and like having that union of all. Yeah. I think that's such a key. Mm -hmm. 
So let's talk about, too, since you touched on this at the beginning of the pod, um, your mastermind that you just started and kind of what you're focusing on now, um, how you support people. You talked about, you know, kind of awakening the divine feminine and, and helping empower women in that aspect. So we would just love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. So um, my mastermind is called Rise Up, and it, in short, is liberating feminine expression, rising of the divine feminine in all of the ways that she expresses. And so um, it's very focused towards sexual liberation. Um, we talk about like mother wound healing, sister wound healing. Um, it goes into having that authentic expression and being able to have a clear, fearless, bold voice in order to not only have those creative ideas within your body, or maybe even the information that you're getting channeled down, but allowing that to actually be expressed out into the world so that it can land into the physical reality and that can become your, your soul service. And so, yeah, very much of like the feminine vibe, um, trauma, healing, intuitive development, business, things like that. So yeah. Love it. And why don't you give just like a quick example, maybe of kind of mother wound, sister wound, a couple of these things that you really um, support women with through this program? Because I think that a lot of people listening might not be aware of some of those things because um, it I mean, even if you start on like the shadow work, the inner work journey, like sometimes these things aren't <laughs> in your immediate awareness and you come on them later and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I'd love to to mm -hmm. give a couple of specifics just so people can kind of latch onto those and maybe start to identify places in their own life where they, the, these patterns might be coming up. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So, yeah, I something that's like very focused on is um, this aspect of rejection or resentment or judgment towards your mother because your experience and your relationship to your mother is directly connected to the feminine energy that you're able to embody within yourself because she's been probably one of your biggest role models since growing up and so if there is experiences in your life where your mom you know, maybe did something, but more importantly, your um, perspective of that experience was hurtful, was painful, um, was traumatic, and how that can link to the judgment and the resentment that you may still hold to her. And so that can cause a lot of disharmony in your relationship. And I know for myself, I um, my mom had, had moved to Mexico for a handful of years. So I wasn't around her enough, en enough to actually, you know, have this very loud within my, within my face. But when I did move to Mexico and I actually moved in with her and I lived with her for a while, it was like, <laughs> like trigger after trigger, like, and it was frustrating. Cause I was like, Holy shit. Like I have done a lot of inner work. And when I'm around her, it seems like it, it just hits the fan. Like, it's just, I'm a different person. I'm snappy to her. I don't want to be around her. Like, I'm just, I'm just mean, you know? And I didn't like that. Cause I was like, I, I want to be loving to my mom. Cause she's 
like, so, you know, loving back to me. Like she's not that person from, and she, you know, it was just perspective of, of how my child saw those experiences. Um, but oh, yeah, to be clear, any, your there, inner child, not your actual child. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. So, um, just like going through that healing journey, because I not only wanted to heal the relationship with my mom, but I wanted to heal the feminine energy held within myself, because if you're rejecting or judging your mom, a feminine figure, you're probably somewhat rejecting or judging yourself, your feminine energy (laughs) within yourself. So this isn't only for the relationship that you hold with your mom. It's like, how can I heal that resentment, that judgment towards her, but also so that I can embody more of my feminine energy so that I can, you know, not resent the feminine side of me so that I'm looking away from it, or I'm thinking bad of it, or I'm like, I don't want to be a a feminine woman. And then you're hyper in your masculine energy, you know? So this is like the healing that, that comes with it. And there's different aspects of it, but it's really empowering to heal those bits of you so that you can come back into your wholeness so that you can come back into the natural expression of your femininity and yeah. And move from there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like so much to say on the mother wound. That's been a big one for me too. <laughs> I mean, who, who isn't honestly, but um, yeah, it's, it's just so fascinating to reflect on like that part of my journey as well. And, and I just want to like underscore what you said to whether it's mother wound, father wound, sister wound, like whatever it is. So much of that, it looks on the surface. Maybe when you start digging in, like it's just towards her, but it's also towards yourself and the way that you act. And I think that's been one of my massive lessons of, I'm like, I'm slowly exiting Saturn return. We've got like six more months, but that's been (laughs) one of my biggest lessons of Saturn return, not just with, you know, mother wound by any means, but in so many ways, it's like the self-forgiveness because I have carried all this against other people, against myself. Um, And it's, there's nothing like, it's not to judge, shame, resent yourself in any way for, for feeling that way. It's totally correct in its own way because you were a child and you didn't know any better and you didn't know how to you know um logic some of these things you know away or or respond any differently and that's totally okay but it's just to really accept allow forgive so that you can just exist as whole because when you're Mm -hmm. carrying the resentment when you're carrying the anger the frustration um any of the things you're you're fragmenting yourself And so it's a wildly different experience to exist on this side of all that work. And there's always going to be more. There's deeper layers. It's never the same thing. It's always more, um, as I'm sure you all know. But to experience life from a place of wholeness versus these fragments where you have to kind of force or, you know, try to gain love, approval, acceptance in different ways rather than just being and like totally being comfortable in, in your being, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Yeah. Such important work. I, yeah. I want to, re- I want to reflect on that too, of like, I think it's super important. This goes back to what we were talking about as well of like having this openness to more love and more truth in your healing journey. Because first of all, like if you've had an experience that you went through 
as a child, it's like, where was your mind as a child? Like, did, is what is how you perceived it actually to be true? And do you actually know the whole truth? And so along my journey with, with healing with my mom, I realized that I was not only holding resentment, but I was holding resentment towards parts of her that I had made up in my mind. I had had stories in my mind and I didn't know the truth of the entire experience. And so I'm blaming her, but really I should have been like honoring her, you know, for what she was doing. So having this willingness to be open to more truth coming through and also this openness for you to change your perspective on your past experiences in order to create more harmony within your present self. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's, it's almost taking me back to like the, the humility piece, like Mm -hmm. being humble enough to understand that you didn't have all the information and that this was, you know, a snap judgment or, or whatever it is. I think that's such an important part of the, the entire journey really. Um, so I love that. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. All right. I have one more fun question for you as we wrap yes. this up. Well, I guess kind of two. I always say it's one, but then I'm like, wait, it's kind of two. All right. Fun one first. So every episode, I like to end with a what the fuck am I doing? This is kind of inspired by what the fuck am I doing by leaving LA, putting my shit in storage and wandering around. Um, so anything in your life that you're kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? It could be present. It could be past. Um, but I just love to have my guests share a little bit of their story as well. So Chelsea, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I feel like that's like the like vibe of my whole, whole <laughs> life of, of like just going for it. Like, fuck it. Like, let's just, let's just do it. Um, yeah, there's been, there's been a lot of times, like, like even launching rise up, it was a big, like when I got the download of it, I was so fucking triggered by it. I was like rising of the divine feminine. I'm like, who (laughs) am I? Like what? But it's like, yeah, just again, following your intuition, even if it doesn't make sense in those moments. Cause now I'm like, clearly I'm meant to do this. Like, this has been the story of my whole life is like, this reconnection back to feminine energy and this expression of your voice using your expression and your truth. And so, yeah, I don't know if I have like a single thing, but I would say, I would say there's a lot of moments like that for sure. And just to like, (laughs) just move your perspective on it of like, it's okay. If you have no fucking idea what you're doing, you don't really need to, if you know that it's like for you and resonant for you, then just go for it. Just have fun with it and bring in a more like playful, playful energy of it too. Yeah. I almost, I almost feel like it's what the fuck are you doing by just like doing things that make no logical sense? Cause we're so conditioned to like do the thing, like go A to B to C to D. But like, I feel like you just very naturally have always gone from like A to like G and then from G to M and then like M to X. And it's just like this path that doesn't make any sense. And you just kind of like jump around, which takes a lot of people a long time to get to that point. But I feel like just witnessing you in your path, you just naturally been like, all right, I'm here. Now I'm here. Now I'm here. Now I'm here. All right. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Cause like, yeah, that's just like my life with things. And it, my life moves very quickly and very kind of like sometimes I can't even really keep up with it, let alone like the people in my life. So, um, 
yeah, just like having fun with it and just like remembering to bring in that play and like dropping seriousness and things. That's like been a big lesson for myself as well. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. If you're not having fun, like most of the time, like, what are you doing? Like, We're not, yeah. we're not put on this planet to like struggle to be miserable, all the things. So just have more fun, like do things that don't make sense. Um, yeah. So I love that. And then the last question, last, last question is where can people find you, connect with you, all the things? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at I am Chelsea Schiller. Chelsea is spelled with a Y and Schiller is S-C-H-I-L-L-E-R. And yeah, that's my, my main platform. So you can find me there. And I'm sure along those lines, you can find my website and my offers and things like that. But if you follow me, say hi to me, send me a message, interact with me. And yeah. Yeah. All of that will be in the show notes too. So people can just click away, um, find you super easily. So I definitely encourage everybody to go connect with Chelsea. She is a lovely human being, spirit in a body, all the things. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so lovely to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone, that is it with me and Chelsea. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Would love to hear your thoughts. You can reach out on Instagram to me or Chelsea. I'm sure she would love to hear from you as well. And let's see, as always, if you enjoyed the show, you can leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I so, so appreciate it. I read everyone and they are so helpful in getting incredible guests on in growing the show all the things as always if you want to screenshot that and send it to me before you submit you can get access to my super secret special podcast only for listeners of the show I had such a fun time creating it and I love hearing what you think when you listen you can also share this with a friend you know share it on your stories on Instagram if you feel called to do that just another way to help me get the word out and grow the show last but not least a little musing for the day So musing for the day, I'll leave you with this to ponder. Who was the first person that came up with the idea for hotels? Like, this is another one of those things that I wonder if multiple people kind of had the ideas simultaneously. I mean, I guess they were like inns way back in the day. That's maybe a precursor to a hotel, a little less fancy, a little more stripped down. But like, who even came up with the idea for an inn? Is that just a thing that like naturally happened in these little like country towns that people passing through just needed a place to stay. I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious how this all started and who was the first one to have that idea. Or like I said, maybe multiple, multiple people had the idea all at once and they popped up in different areas all at the same time. I feel like I've had a similar question like this before, but <laughs> different context. I thought of this the other weekend when I was staying myself in a hotel and falling asleep. This was also the same night. If you listened to a couple episodes ago, I shared about how just crazy the idea of falling asleep is, or I guess the action of falling asleep. So same night, just had a lot of random musings and wanderings that night or wanderings, I guess is a more appropriate term. But anyway, just a quick short one to leave you with today. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I will see you here. Same time, same place next week. Bye.